Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. Why people would believe you? What do you mean? You, like I could be making it up? Yeah, you have I believe zero it. proof that a we are live, b we are in Johnston proper. You know, you know what the funniest thing is? It's we haven't been broadcasting for like I don't know, like five, six weeks or something. And like uh, I had numerous people ask, "Hey, when does the show broadcast? And can I listen to it live?" And I'm like, "We have not done a live show for I mean years it's been at this a long point. Time. Uh, yeah. yeah, people are scratching, sniffing, looking for stuff to do." Well, I got we got to open up to schools or whatever. <laughs> people are getting people are getting all jazzed up. I don't know what to do with themselves. I said scraping the barrel, trying to say when can I catch the show live? <laughs> like I don't uh, think you're missing out on anything. No. Get taking it the second day. No, now yeah, because here's the thing. It's not like I edit the show or anything. I gave that up a long time ago. I, there's a number of people who I've done like some sort of podcast consulting for, and they're like, you know what? Okay, now that you record the show, what do you do editing? Blah, blah blah. I was like, no, you misunderstand what I do. The amount of time I have allocated to this enterprise is the time I hit record, and roughly 30 minutes after <laughs> after the show <laughs> stopped, and then I just don't have the time to do anything else. And so if we're gonna lay lay an egg here on a Monday night you getting that exact same egg Tuesday morning yeah and so uh, you're not missing out anything not catching it live because you're getting the full brunt of it there's no polish and if we had a better internet we'd have we'd go live yeah that's true I mean that was really why we switched it was just like okay it's choppy yeah right right it wasn't keeping up with the Joneses have you guys so I saw that that um, either John Acuff had interviewed Bob Goff or Bob Goff had interviewed John Acuff one or the other I, I couldn't really follow exactly what happened but it, but I I'd recently just started reading uh, a Bob Goff book. Have you guys ever read any books by that guy? Uh, no, I have not. I don't I don't know. Was it Love Love Does or Love Something? Love Wins? No, it's not Love Wins. Oh. I think it's Love Does. Yeah. So uh, I I mean overall I I'm, I don't want to solely your opinion of it because it's like the the guy is he's an amazing dude and but like I I was like three chapters in I was reading it while I was gone and um. He just he, he keeps he, he's just one of those larger than life characters that runs into people and just has this ability to just generously pour out uh, love towards towards everybody. Like he just says yes to all kinds of crazy things and gets involved in all kinds of crazy things just because merely he says yes and he's got time and and he does it and he and he just it's it's just an amazing book and instead of uplifting me it made me feel guilty <laughs> like I, I like I'm reading I'm reading these stories and I'm like are you married how do you have time. To do all this and uh-huh. not feel like you're doing, you're being generous on the backs of your family, yeah. right? Like it seems, it's it's, uh, and once again, it's it's him that's probably doing this right and me that's screwing this up. But it seems like that if you are willing to get involved, um, in in like these these crazy, the what one of the stories he told was was about this guy that he knew in high school and he was he was going to leave and go be a park ranger. Bob was, and and all of a sudden he. Um, goes to like this guy he had met that was like a, a tutor for him and in, in getting to know Jesus. Knocked on his door and said, "Hey man, I'm just telling you, I'm not gonna be around next week. I'm gonna go to Yosemite and I'm I'm, I'm gonna learn to be a park ranger." And the guy the guy leaves for like two minutes. He shows back up with a duffel bag and goes, "Okay, Bob, I'm with you." What? <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, man, I I wasn't looking for you know whatever campaign or whatever. I'm just telling you that I'm not gonna be here next week." And he goes, "Wherever you're going, Bob, I'm with you." And the guy 
turned around and left and went with them all the way to Yosemite. They slept in their car or whatever. He he figured out after two or three days that like maybe this park ranger thing that he was like 16 or 17 at the time, this park ranger thing wasn't going to be for him. And he looks at that guy, he grabbed him and goes, man, I, maybe we should go back. And he goes, Bob, wherever, whatever, I'm, I'm with you. And he takes the guy all the way back home and whatever, and he goes on with his life. And he goes, it turns out that morning that he came in and knocked on the door and grabbed the guy, the guy had just gotten married the night before. What? Like it was the day after his wedding, and he went in to talk to his wife and said, "Whatever, Bob's taken off, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I need to go with him." And tooled out for like three, four days after he first got married. And I thought, "What? what? I, there's no way I would have gotten away with this. Like that is like, it, like all even propriety tells me he goes, look, man, I have a marriage that we're trying to to grow and protect, and I'm, I'm leaving." my mom and dad and cleaving to my new woman and this is what we're going to do and like this dude just like well yeah we're leaving i mean even the army exempted a dude from going out for a year in, yeah. in israel just just so they can you know so be so, around his wife you know. so the book the, the the book is filled with stories like that story right like it's just story after story after story where the guy's like hey man uh you know can i use your can i use your i want to propose to my wife at this at the, at your cabin he goes absolutely <laughs> uh, absolutely you can do that just figure no big deal and then the guy comes back a day later and he's like actually i'd like to have like 50 of my friends over and we'd like to have dinner here can you cook us dinner and he's huh. like yes yes we would love to do that and this and, and all of a sudden he's got him on a boat he's got a boat and he's letting the guy use the boat and then he talks the harbor master into blowing up fireworks during the boat proposal Wait, are you confusing this with the movie with the dude has to say yes to everything no oh. right this it's just <laughs> I, here's what i'm saying it's like it's it's uh, I've, I've read this book uh, parts of it before and i'd always thought man i just wish that i had i felt like i had the freedom to to, to act in this way and some of it is is obviously the way that i structured my own life that causes some of those things not to be able to happen. And then on the other hand, I'm like, every time I agreed to one of these crazy plans, I'm saying, no, daughter, I can't do your math homework with you. I'm preparing for this crazy dinner that this guy is putting on. And maybe he's older. Maybe his kids are gone. I don't know. I don't know the exact situation, you know. So, But, like, it was, it was just so funny. Like, well, I'm reading a book that I know is purposely written to help uplift me and encourage me. Uh, in, in the freedom that God has given us to just live out, you know, over the top generously. And instead I thought, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how you're getting away with this, you know. <laughs> so I about your description there. So I'm, uh, I have a, I have a, I don't know, I guess a personal, uh, I guess, uh, typical to say, I'm trying to get people to stop overusing the word or stop using the word crazy to describe things that maybe are not crazy, like, or as a, as a metaphor. So maybe like, if, what, how could we better describe the stuff that he was doing than to say it was crazy? Because he's not insane. He doesn't need to be institutionalized. I don't know. He doesn't need to be medicated. Did you take it that way? I know, but you're using it as a metaphor, but, it, but we're trying to say, like, should we be like this or should we not be like this? Or what exactly is that, is that he was doing? Like you're saying he was open and generous, right? Those yeah. are, I think, really good words. He's being super generous with his time, for instance. Uh, but it's also maybe eccentric or... I'm I'm really at a, at a loss. Well, how would you describe that behavior if you were not to just use the word crazy, which is really not crazy? So, like, what what could we? I mean, I would suppose abnormal. I guess would be the because most normal people would not most people in the same situation would not do that. But we're told to be a peculiar people. We're told things like you know, if you're lukewarm, he will spew you out of his mouth and things like this. So we're kind of, in a certain way. Uh, for me, following Jesus means that I am going to be a little bit weird. I'm expecting that already. And to say that you're going to be open to people with your time and be generous and be loving, like you said, you know, like, or uh, maybe to the point of being like a doormat sometimes, you know, that might be what I would also say is that maybe, or, or maybe sometimes you're manipulated to 
go on a trip to Yosemite or something like this or uh, but you know, but I'm just wondering what what are some more like specific words we could use to describe? Uh, it's kind of like a writer's game too. Like writers are always trying to do this. Like, what's a more specific way that I could describe this? You know, I don't know. I'm way more lowbrow than that. <laughs> I guess I tuned it out the way that I that I had thought of it. Uh, I mean, I suppose if you're saying that you feel like crazy is not the applicable way to say it because it's demeaning and because he is not mentally unsound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. It's, not, it's not, not exact. It's not an exact uh, enough for me. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know, uh, uh, Jay, I don't know what the format of the show is going to allow the level of exactness that you're looking for. you got a whole <laughs> bunch of tossers in here sitting for an hour and a half from whatever spurs to mind. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if we have to ring that rag too tight, but I, but I, I think uh, it is interesting if it, to tease out the, the direction it was going, though, is like what about these types of things is surprising – um, or unexpected. It's unexpected to have that level of freedom with your time, that level yes. of freedom with your other commitments. Yes. Um, because it, it, it holds very loosely your responsibilities that seem, um, uh, I'm going to say normal. So like just things that, that are run of the mill, that are pretty basic. Everybody tends to have these. It holds those very loosely and then is willing to then embrace uh, something else that may come along uh, openly. And that and that's unexpected. That's behavior that we otherwise don't expect to do. That shows um, a level of openness to our own um, and freedom to otherwise pursue service to somebody else. And I think that that's probably one of the core points of the of uh, of love being in, of love doing, love being in action. Is that you have to. It, it will it will ultimately cost you something. Like it's not free. It's not free to be able to to live your life the way that you want to live it. Um, that focuses on you and your needs or your family's needs or whatever, like to to show some level of service or grace or uh, abundance or giving to somebody else, it will ultimately cost you something. And some of that's like your stability, like your, your, the agreements that you have to be able to help your daughter with her homework because you decided to go run to the soup kitchen and do X, Y, Z. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so maybe that puts some more teeth, uh, Jay, to your point on like what we're looking at here of of the behavior that's that's unexpected because we have this notion of of responsibility good i think right responsibility to our families and to your um whatever work agreements you have and like integrity and honor and those types of things that are related to your life but then you've got the notion that the rest of the world can and will encroach upon that or you will pursue outside of those responsibilities and it means that you ultimately have to hold on to some of those things looser than what feels responsible yeah, you will have to sometimes do something spontaneous. Uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan, the guy dropped what he was doing and helped the guy. That was not a part of his life plan. That was not part of his daily agenda. Uh, that was, you know, something he, a good deed that he did spont- spontaneously out of the goodness of his heart. And uh, I think to follow Jesus, that's what Jesus wants of us, uh, at least some of the time. Um, some, yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Because if you do it every day, that, that's that's where you get into trouble with like what Ben was saying. And I mean, like, there has to be a balance I'm just thinking of when my children are at home and younger, I, I could have easily missed their entire upbringing and not did my job as a dad in training them because I, I you know, I get calls and texts and requests all day long to do all kinds of things. Right. It's like, I vote, I can only do so much, you, you know, and I got at some point you've got to guard your family, your number one. So you, I think you got to continually prioritize. And there are times a Samaritan comes along and like, I, I've got to help this person, you know, and, but if you do it every day, then then you're it, it, the next you're the one needing to be helped. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that that that's a tough thing to balance, and and, and to read a book 
uh, where the guy's talking about it is like, gosh, does he really do that every day, or are these just fantastic no, stories? No, uh, yeah, <laughs> to be fair, it's probably a retelling of things he's done over the last ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like when I'm reading it, I'm like away from my yeah. family at the time, you know. Yeah. So it's probably really smacking me in the face, you yeah. know. But but it seems I I think the 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 thing that I was I was trying to focus in on was, um, like how can you do that? without having other people pay the price, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I go on a three-day excursion in the middle of the week, I have to cancel youth group, which means I have to call Ben to have Ben go do it, which means I'm not around my family. Now Ben's not around his family. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there are, there are, I don't want to say consequences into that into that generosity. Cost. It, I think they're it's co cost. It costs you something. They're costs, and they're not they're not always to be completely avoided, right? There's not, you can't say with a blanket statement, I will never uh, cancel youth group when, when God has me something doing something. Right, like, and, and not to say that Ben can't pick up that burden because uh, that's what God has going on. In fact, him and I can both agree that if God has something going on, then we're fine with whatever. We'll pick but it up, yeah. Not a big deal, you know. But but like, obviously, uh, I read say three chapters in one sitting, and I'm like, this guy does this all the time. Yeah, I'm the yeah. worst, <laughs> you know. And so Every like, day. it was it, it's really <laughs> Bob Goff is he's a, a, like if you ever read anything about the guy, like anybody he ever runs into. Uh, he just has this really big, really generous personality mm -hmm. that just seems to find like that one thing that really will will make somebody feel important and make them feel special and make them feel like he's 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 fed into them. You know, like everybody that was I was reading some some articles on him and like everybody who's ever run into him at like the backstage of a conference or he came and talked at their church, like they're like, hey, you know, part of his deal was like I got to have somewhere to stay, and they tried to set him up in a hotel and he wouldn't have it. He's like, I'm gonna come stay at your house. Uh, I'll, I'll bring dinner. I'll take care of dinner tonight. You know, like as dinner break, you know, like he's just one of those guys that like he just he thinks of everything or, or he's just has a mind and a heart that comes up with, um, you know, remember when we talked about grandpa, when I was telling you, grandpa gave us that dog and he said, I didn't give you this dog to be a burden. Yes, to you. Yeah. That's that's this man in, in everything that he does. And so it's really he loves Jesus. He's easy. He, his personality is the opposite of mine. And so, like, I find him very intriguing, and I and I really like uh, the way that he handles himself in most things. So, uh, I haven't read the whole book yet, so I can't really, uh, you know, say that you should read it. I have to read it all first. Yeah, we don't know how it ends, right? So, so can, maybe it could. Yeah, maybe turn back, maybe yeah. at the last chapter, he's like, you know what, poop on these people. I'm done with all this. <laughs> the last chapter, he sends a bill to everybody. <laughs> yeah, the love cost. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, just like this book you paid for. <laughs> yeah, you give it away for free, Bob. He probably would. That's the thing. It's really unfair. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> he seems really, really. I, it only came to my attention because I just happened to be reading that book, and then I saw that him and John Acuff had done a podcast together. And I like both those guys, and so uh, yeah, it yeah. seemed like a pretty cool interaction. So that, that's that's one of my biggest uh, challenges in 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 life over the the last years is you read a book and you're like, man, yeah, I need to do this every day, or you see a speaker. Um, oh, I just lost his name. A super popular guy. The 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 um, who who quit his church and went out to do missions. Uh, Jan. What? Francis Chan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you see him like once and go, yeah, I need to go live in a ditch. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he doesn't do that every day. I, I mean, he, it, it made a great book and a great lesson, and and a, and a, and there's something we can value, learn from it. But by always, I'm always like, then I'm on the hunt. I'm feeling guilty. It's like, oh no, I'm in a car that runs today. I yeah, right. Bad, right. You know? And there's like, a ditch for I sale. I haven't over sold there. it yet. You know, <laughs> I haven't given it to the poor. It's like, well, at some point you've got to eat too. I mean. Well, and something I someone's funding his ministry when he's in Burma, and like, yeah. I, I, there's, there's, right, there's a, there's a balance to it that I don't want to see. That we probably run the risk of. Um, the, not, the, I think maybe the broad point is to say, don't let humans cause the imbalance. Yeah, where where God is going to tilt the scales, you follow the tilted scale. Yeah, um, but where it is human example, 
that shouldn't be the means of which you're trying to figure out whether your life is is imbalanced because like god is obviously like i think there's levels of orchestration where where god is going uh yeah i got uh you know five percent of the word church population who's basically living on nothing and they're going around everywhere and digging wells and crap and then I got 95% who they're working nine to fives, but they're supposed to be given money here so that we can keep those things supported. Cause like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make, there's no reason to shift every Christian in, uh, uh, I don't know, Belgium and throw them over to North Africa. Like, right. I, the, right. The North Africans can, can talk Jesus just fine. They do a great job. Um, but oftentimes where there's inequality in our, the resource availability or the amount of wealth in a given country and Christians, um, can certainly like I can do way more with ten percent, fifteen, twenty percent of my salary here uh, than I could go in solidarity standing next to a guy scooping a shovel who's already doing good work for Jesus somewhere. And so, like, um, there there is there's a reason for awareness because it then takes it says what resources or talents or whatever that God has given you can help to support these things that are going on. But that shouldn't be the driver that com- that completely says this is how I'm supposed to end up in a balance. That's the thing where you go back to God in prayer and say if I'm missing out on on where these things are supposed to be going on, if I need to give anything up or I need to keep trucking away here and, and support this thing, that's why I want you to open it up for me and, and let God kind of balance that out. Because otherwise you may just be chasing, um, it's, it, it, Christians are weird because it's not glory, it's not like human um, glory, but it's Christian glory. Yeah. It's did I sacrifice, how, how far did I move from San Jose so that people think that I'm a really faithful Christian. And like, here's the deal. I don't mind. The, the Lord might very well send you a, a 2,000 miles from San Jose. Or he might say, raise your kids, keep your butt there, and put a well in in North Africa. Send some of your money somewhere. Or the guy who did go 2,000 from San Jose uh, needs about 50 a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, And then plus your neighbor probably needs to be reminded that uh, Jesus loves him. And so I, you know, just make sure that people don't ultimately drive your balance. But it, it, even those stories, though, um, I think every time is right to, to to drop us to prayer and say, "My mind opened to something that my mind was missing. Is there something I need to be seeing and jumping in on that I'm that I'm not?" And like mm-hmm. Mike, this may not flip your personality, but it might have you catch a circumstance where you're like, "Boy, I don't want to get involved," and, you, and then you go, "Well, crap, maybe I should get involved," and then you end up in something. One out of ten. Yeah, that's the thing. Is <laughs> like it's not like it was a is a depressing uh, conviction thing. It was a more uh, an eye opener because like I just don't look for stuff like that. Yeah. It's just not generally mm-hmm. my tune. And and uh, where I wish that it was, I think it produces all kinds of joy, yeah. right? Like for for all the folks involved and and all things that God has called us to. Anyway, there wasn't anything sinful in there, you know. And so like um, sometimes I think you can get lost in the sheep in sheep out. Where as much as we promote uh, integrity, humility, uh, and fealty to Jesus in the sheep in and sheep out, I mean every time uh, once in a while the sheep get away or a passerby comes by your place, and there's just no reason. You know, not to not to double down on it and 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 say, okay, how how can I be just over the top generous in this situation? Yeah, I think a, a lot of we should all really have an internal compass to know. Uh, part of being an educated person uh, and part of wisdom, uh, growing up in stature and wisdom, is knowing what stage you are in life, where you are right now. And some people, that's going to be a totally full family life, to a full ministry schedule. Other people going to have an open schedule and are looking for ways they can help. And uh, I think that uh, Jesus wants us to be, um, you know, here am I, send me type of person, or I am ready to help and protect those people who deserve it and need it, uh, whether it's the weak, like the good, good shepherd kind of mentality. Uh, it might not be even that you can do it. It might be that you know somebody else who could do it. It might be that you could set up a network. Uh, it might be you just listen for five minutes. Uh, Mm-hmm. We should be, always be open to those kinds of ways we could affect the world in a positive way and do things that would uh, reflect 
uh, reflect well on the creator who we believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to. And and, and uh, I mean, that's actually find find a lot. Um, if I've got regrets, I look back at the time when I wasn't. I mean, say being tied down by my family is really representing it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, but like, correct. uh, that's not what I mean. <laughs> no. But but like um, the my faithfulness in following Jesus at the at that point in time did not uh, include you know four children that were my responsibility. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, my money was a little bit um, less committed, and maybe my time, and some of the things that I could have done with that time wiser um, and more faithfully, certainly I, 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 think to my, I, I think I could have used it better. And it's hard. It's hard. You always – hindsight's real good for that because then you recognize, like, how much time you don't have or how much you can get done even with your committed time. You think, boy, if I would have taken any 20% of this and put it to good, good work somewhere when I was 21 – uh, you know, the world would have been perhaps a slightly brighter place. But um, I think that's the, the season of life allows one, you know, the, the ability to gain that wisdom and, and maybe the way to try to squeeze some of it out of uh, what you haven't committed or what God's got you doing. But then also to be encouragement and to, to the extent there's ears to hear for folks who aren't, um, you know, tied down in the same What's the, what's the right word? No, you don't want to use committed. Tied down. Committed in the same Responsible. way. Responsible. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Responsible in the same way. Um, that uh, that there's opportunity to be able to, to to do that. Although, like my time is my time is a little bit more committed, but like um, I'm making more money now than I was. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and 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 I mean, I suppose on that same vein, not just to beleaguer the point on the on the the family. Like it is an extreme honor and extreme joy to have that privilege to to be able yeah. to speak life and speak uh, you know information about who God is. Uh, to your children and to your family and to those families that hang out with your family and whatever like in fact a lot of the a lot of the people getting to know Jesus is people getting to know your family and watching you follow Jesus and go yeah okay okay I, I like I see something different about these people it's a completely legit way that God has called us to live and like um and so that it's not taking away from that that there's just a lot more shine and sparkle you know to to like these big gestures you know, and, and, and people go, it's, 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 it's where people struggle following Jesus anyway, right? Like they, they, they'll get these hilltop moments where they'll feel the Holy Spirit moving in them. And they're like, yeah, it's great. And then when they're called to, you know, make changes to their life or, or, or God starts revealing things of, of the direction that he'd like them to move or, or where they can be useful, the day in, the day out stuff, right? You still have people going to church for, uh, and who have known Jesus for 30 years and like they're barely they're cracking open their Bible once a, once a week on their own, you know, because it's a, it's hard. It's it's a struggle. It's a it's a consistency thing. It's talking to God on a regular basis and reading uh, his scriptures on a regular basis. And and uh, I struggle with that. I've been doing this a long time. Jesus has been nothing but good to me. And I still struggle on days where I'm like, I really should read my Bible. And I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like doing it. And then I don't. Right, and it's just that easy, you know, to to because the 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 sparkle, the shine of this one time act of helping somebody, or the day in the day out of praying with your kids, praying with your wife, you know, talking about who Jesus is and what He has called us to, what it looks like in comparison to the world. That's an everyday keeping your mind on the focus, getting getting your energy drawn from the Holy Spirit through prayer and 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 reading God's Word. Right, that takes a lot more effort than just going. Here's a thousand bucks. Do right. something cool, <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> it's it's not just that though. I mean, uh, with the like, uh, like we're what this guy is doing though. He's dropping down from like uh, our normal everyday level of conversation is very superficial, and what you're describing is a guy who's ready to drop at the drop of a nickel at the spirit talk, to the heart talk level of things. And I'm not sure if you've ever had that experience before, where 
you know, if you're talking with someone who's really spends their entire time on like the superficial, you know, day to day, going to the store, talking to people uh, level, and then you have a moment to drop down to the spirit talk, heart talk level with that person, and they haven't had that happen to them for a long time. Sometimes people just break down crying, and I know people have done that with me, and I've just, you know, they actually all of a sudden take a minute and listen to me, and it almost makes you, it can make people weep spontaneously just because they're not used to it. The transition from what we're expected to, what's expected in daily conversation, and what actual human interaction can be if we're really listening to each other on that deeper level, which is what we imagine, actually, what we'd like to talk with Jesus if we could. Uh, is that he would just be right there, be so intense, and he would, you know, you would almost be break down in tears because he's so perceptive and he cares and he, you know, he loves you. But if you can give a piece of that to somebody, even just a fragment of it, uh, to somebody who's been really stuck mm-hmm. in the norma normality, I guess you could say, uh, there's that word again, of what we consider society. Uh, that might be all it takes to really give someone a strong nudge in the right direction. Uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that's a really key point. Is that um, w- where our lives run the risk of becoming just just a, a series of um, mini transactions, one after the other, mm-hmm. like points of intentional focus. Like even just this is see now I'm thinking about this is even true with my own kids. Is like just even a, even a, a five minute time where I say, look, I'm not actually thinking about anything else right now. I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. What's going on? I, like, how is, how, you know, just something that, that asks more of us than are you existing? Are you, are you go, go getting away with some of the motions and the rhythms? Um, and, and that, uh, that just spends any time of um, uh, focus or on somebody. Um, yeah, it can push past and get to something that, that is actually a little bit, bit, bit deeper, oftentimes a little bit heavier, but, but certainly feels like a reality that doesn't, isn't allowed to bear itself that often simply because we're, we're exchanging transactions. Yeah, even in movies, it's almost a cliche that you're like the teenager, like the parent who suddenly wants to reconnect with their teenage uh, child, and the, they say, okay, yeah, okay, let's sit down and talk, you know? Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the kid just rolls their eyes because, oh, all of a sudden yeah. you want to get back to this level with me that we used to have when uh, we were like five or ten years old. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It's not transactional. You can't turn my heart on and off like a switch because to fit your agenda and time schedule. And then you're going to have to work at it if you want back into my heart. Uh, and the same thing with uh, marriages happens, I think, also, too, mm-hmm. uh, when things people drift apart and you want to rebuild this it, it's a totally different level you have to be able to drop to or rise up to let's say uh, yep. and, uh, and it's not going to be uh, superficial it's not going to be transactional it's not going to be trivial it's going to take uh, time and thought and really uh, one of the best uh, you know person I met in Germany uh, one of my English students told me uh, he had been married for 50 years and I was like so uh, you know I, I asked him kind of trivially how, how do you do it you know what's your tip you know what's your marriage, marriage, marriage tip and he was like he got real serious and he was like you have to totally be able to focus on another person and really take their entire life, mind, body into consideration with everything that you do. You know, like he was like one of the... He was ready. Shake that man is ready for that. Yeah, right. Don't ask me this question trivially. And the Germans are like that. They can be very intense. And if you ask deep questions, you know, you have a chance to. And I was like, okay, you know, that's totally right. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be committed to this person. You're going to share your life with them. You have to share your life with them, not draw them as a picture on some, you know, and put it in your pocket or something like that. So considering another human life is, you know, like a mega huge yep. proposal. That's um, convicting. And yeah. Nathaniel is selfish. That's what I Jesus is. I think we're all thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> Nathaniel, That's what Jesus is doing yes. with all of us. Why are you the way you are? 
<laughs> well, I think the reason that people don't ask to stay at my cabin and use my boat is that I have neither a cabin nor a boat. And I think that's, I mean, I was thinking about this, and people don't ask me for things. Maybe that's my fault. People don't ask me to do, like, the if I think about the last three weeks, and people say, hey, Nathaniel, can I do this? Can I? Can you give me that? Can You want to do this? It was tonight where Ben texted me and said, hey, we're doing the show tonight. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 90% of life is showing up. Just, you know, if you Maybe that's a you do it, and that should theoretically lead to more opportunities, more possibilities. Uh, but we also live in a society where people are under a lot of pressure to close down, to shut down, to lock down, to be less open, to be afraid of meeting new people uh, or to watch TV all the time and stuff like that. And I'm at least trying to be part of something that's going the other direction. Yeah. I would say I continue to fail at this. Mm-hmm. Like this conversation in general uh, is uh, like uh, it, what you're saying is, is uh, fairly convicting, right? Because uh, I would say most conversations are transactional, uh, even with my children and probably with my wife, uh, which is sad. But like you, to be able to enter that conversation and do it well, you have to be bringing none of your own stuff into it. You're right. This conversation is not exactly. It's not about me. Yeah. Because yeah. a transaction means there's two people we're exchanging, right? Uh, but the conversations we're talking about is saying, no, really, what's what's up with you? And like, I'm gonna wait for the answer. I'm not just asking so you believe me to be polite, mm-hmm. or so you yeah. get the general feeling that I care for you. <laughs> I legit care for you. And I want to know what's going on. <laughs> we right. generally hope right. that yeah. there's no response to our, hey, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. That's yeah. just our, we're just throwing it out there. I'm loving, I'm wonderful. Right. Just know, know. Like, and I'm theoretically great. <laughs> at, at funerals, I often will say to people, to, to especially I'll address the family as a, hey, if, you know, I, this doesn't end today. You know, your grief, you know, is, is, is long term and, and, and there's issues. I say, I want to help you, you know, um, c- reach out to me, you know, such, some type of thing like that. Yep. And so this this past week, I get this opportunity from some. I've done two funerals in their family in the last year, a uh, year and a half or so. And then COVID has hit in here, and and there's just been huge anxiety in this family. And and there's like they don't you know they don't come to church. They, nobody knows them or anything. And, and but they reached out. Can you can you come over to our house? And and I'm like, well, yeah. Like I, I was a part of it was a joy of like oh they're actually reaching out. Yeah. Part of it was like. I'm really, really tired. It was Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and I, I already had scheduled with someone who's headed to prison and I was going to meet with them first. And, and, was, and I just, but you know what? Yes, yes, yes. I will. And, and I went over there and spent, I don't know, an hour or whatever over there and, and, and had a great conversation. And then I noticed pictures popping up and I don't know if it had anything to do with just that somebody came and cared, you know, or what, but all of a sudden they were outside, you know, and they were smiling and, and this is, you know, somebody has been just in his house looking out the window, Afraid to go outside, literally afraid, um, holding onto like a blanket and a, a to, like a protection, like a Linus thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah Linus. Yeah, and and, um, and then they even said it that way. Uh, um, security blanket. A security blanket. Yeah, yep, yep. And, and it was just kind of cool to think. Gosh, maybe just you know, because I didn't have any mad thing magic to say or anything, but but just the fact that someone cared and and engaged in. I'm giving you an hour of my life right here. Uh, it was helpful. I don't know. It was just kind of neat. Um, and I was still exhausted. But That's the magic. It's you like, know, yeah. <laughs> the magic happens. You know, but but you got Yeah, if you can't say that kind of stuff and not back it up. Yeah. Could reach out to me. Well, I mean, not really. <laughs> I didn't mean it. 
But uh, to sit across from another person for a whole hour is already a very intense experience, unless you're doing it wrong, kind of wrong, in my opinion. You know? Well, especially Most when it's, it's above it. it's above my pay grade, right? I mean, like I don't know how so, how to help someone with anxiety. I mean, it's it's legit. You know, there's some legit issues that he's trying to deal with, and. Uh, Anyway, I, you someone know, I, loved him. I think the 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 and and maybe the struggle is is like I know like when I say things like that, uh, if they were to reach out, I would definitely say yes. Yeah, yeah. But you do all the time, right? But yeah. I, I want a heart that that wants them to actually reach out. Like I anticipate, yeah. I'm like, yes, please, pl like honestly, I guess yeah. please do. And disappointed or 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 concerned when they don't, you know. But instead, I go, Phew, good. That seemed like a real mess <laughs> over there. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so like it's a, it, it's probably a revealing of because like that's obviously never God's heart. You know, God's heart is always yes, come to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. really do. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, I'm, reach, reach I'm out. <laughs> open all the time. Let's yeah. let's do this thing. And so like, um, it's probably just a helpful uh, look back at who you are and 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 the way you're posturing yourself or the or at least a, a stance of humility that, that that hedges off the bet that you like. I got this thing formulaically figured out, uh, but your heart is not. Your heart still has leaps and bounds, and plenty of work to do, and 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 a humble approach that goes, God, will you help change this in me? Will you help me actually? I want I want to mean these things, but you know that I don't. My sinful heart does not mean those things. I will say them out of propriety, but like I don't mean them, and I want to mean them. So help me. And these are the exact kind of things that God deals with and goes. I can deal with this all day long. If you're asking me for help to do to 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 meet my heart and and show people who I am through the way that you act, absolutely. And the Holy Spirit does do those things exactly. Right, right. The, the, the way, um, one of the prime thing that has to die um, in order for, for to, to see God and the Spirit actively work in your life is your own sense of, of, of arrogance, right? It's like, I have this thing figured out. I set my priorities right. I know what to do. Um, the more open you are, both in, in, in posture and in prayer and in action um, and walking in humility, the, the, the more God has, you've given him the space to move. Right, you've ceded the control. You've invited him in to, to otherwise do those things in your life, and and it doesn't feel like it costs you. It doesn't. You don't lose your own priority when you say, "Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend my time focusing on this person for this amount of time." As a human, you go, "Yeah, but I wanted to do these three or four things." But if God changes in your heart, then you're doing exactly what you wanted. You end up doing these things, and you find joy in it, and you find satisfaction in it, and like. And then you, Mike goes, "Hey, I got to be out of town for three days. Can you cover youth group? Because I'm going to do this thing. God's got me doing this." And I'm like, heck yeah. If God's got you doing that, then God's got me doing this, yeah. and then we're excited about it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we don't. Then then it doesn't feel like you're constantly. You, I feel like if you're if you're following your human intuition of trying to tip the scales of balance of good, you will you will find yourself out of out of balance. You will rob your family to otherwise try to serve others, or you will completely isolate yourself in in this notion of responsibility for your family and not help anybody. But if you let if the Spirit is governing that, if the Spirit will guide you, um, that same Spirit that says, Ben, I'm you're going to go do this thing this night where you had something planned, is the same Spirit that will cause my wife to go, yeah, you know what, that sounds great. You should do that. I know we had this thing planned, but we'll do it some other time. Right? Because it's not like God is trying to get me in trouble with my wife. Or, you know, say like, yeah. like this, my, my, my wife is actively following Jesus as well. And so the two of us would say, hey, this thing came up. What do we think? And I, I fully expect us both to go, we prayed on this, and it sounds great. And we don't even care that we had something else going on. Mm. All right. Hey, you're listening live from the path. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, well, two, two things I wanted to do uh, just real quick. Um, so he's uh, so, so Jay was with us in a previous week. But like uh, as we are tend to do is we uh, we completely hop over any formalities. Uh, and so uh, and Nathaniel, I, it's been a while. So Nathaniel Carson's here. Uh, 
Hi, Nathaniel. Hey, hey. Uh, so you know Nathaniel. <laughs> oh, you should have given Nathaniel a heads up that <laughs> yeah. this was going to happen because he biffed it. That's I, f- I felt <laughs> like I needed to be on the radio, <laughs> like a, a personality. <laughs> so you know Nathaniel from the conversation earlier when he was a rube. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's generally how I set up my life. <laughs> uh, so good, uh, and so also because we didn't have a time to, to touch on it with any any length. Um, uh, Jay Hudson is here, and so Jay, I, I, if you want to give give folks just a I don't know 30, 45 seconds on. Uh, uh, if they needed to know the quick biography or <laughs> current dealings of Jay Hudson, what would they need to know? Uh, sure. Uh, I just moved back to Iowa about a couple months ago. Uh, I'm glad to you know, uh, be working with Dan at the pa- Pathway. Um, I'm, my name is Jay Michael Hudson. I, um, I'm an author uh, and I'm inter- interdisciplinary, though I do a lot of different things. I'm a musician also, um, and I've worked a lot in the information technology industry. I wrote a book uh, over the last couple of years called uh, How to Build a Boat Out of Water. It's a collection of plays and short stories, or short stories in play form. Uh, you can get on LeanPub, and I like to, I don't know, I like to share that with people if you're interested. And uh, You can also find it um, for free if you search for it. Um, what was it? What was the name of it? How to build a boat out of water. There you go. People have liked it so much that they've stolen it and put it on for free. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, because when you're starting out as an author, your your problem is obscurity, not money. Sure. Uh, so it's a and really that's kind of the the self publishing way now. Everyone gets gets free samples of your work, and then if they want to su- support your work, they can go to the place to buy it. So you can find it for free at a website called Library Genesis, mm-hmm. which a lot of people just upload their stuff uh, on PDF there. Uh, and it's a collection of uh, four plays uh, that have, uh, I believe, a uh, a strong overtone of redemption and, uh, I guess, Christian and religious values in a very general sense, even if it's not directly Jesus-y. Uh, and uh, it's about, I guess, and also a metaphor for a society in which we live where people are really expected to, you know, build something out of nothing or they're made fun of for being poor, kind of. Um, or you're in this situation like the, you know, you're uh, like the Good Samaritan story where there's this guy and you're already in a struggling position and people walk by you and don't help you and then say, look at the person that, you know, can't do anything with his life or something like that. Um, it's also kind of, I guess, a metaphor for capitalism as well, that if you don't have any capital, you're going to have a problem in capitalism, uh, which means you can't start a business, you can't buy a house, you're reliant upon other people to give you the leg up, so to speak. You can't give people on your boat? Uh, you can't build a boat. You're That's just right. sitting there in the water. And everyone's right. like, why don't, don't you have, have a boat? boat? And it's like, can I use What's your wrong boat with you? for my marriage proposal? <laughs> no, man. I don't even have a boat. <laughs> right, as a metaphor. So yeah, uh, I'm you know J. Michael Hudson. This J is initial. It stands for Jeremy. Uh, but I prefer to you know keep things simple and uh, easy to say. So I just like to go by J or J. Michael. Awesome. That's it. Okay. Hey, uh, thanks, Jay. We appreciate you taking the time uh, and and getting some introduction in. And uh, if you're interested, you can go. Uh, it's, uh, I, I I found it on LeanPub. That's where I found it. Yep. So uh, you can hit that up. And uh, if you, hey, if you read it and you got any thoughts, uh, hey, Jay, if, they, if someone wanted to contact you, what would they? What's the right way to do it? Uh, J Michael at uh, protonmail.com. Okay, there you go. And that's just J Michael with no periods, dots, or dashes. Um, Wait, A E L or E A L? A E L. Okay, that's the only American. That's the, <laughs> that's the only American. No, that's do how it. we do it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, also, and uh, I did, uh, Jay, close your ears. If you ever want to sign up for a newsletter, but you don't want to actually receive the email, so you can get that coupon, you can use uh, Jay's email address. He said that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that stuff. He's a he's a man. I mean, who, I'm trying to be open and spontaneous. That's, people, that's, so that's uh, right. Uh, spontaneous <laughs> coupons. Send me a message. Send me a note, and uh, maybe maybe you'll get a response if it's within the bounds of you know. If it's not just an advertisement. Reason and 
kindness. I can't guarantee our audience doesn't bend that way. I don't think but I like does I it. like your optimism. <laughs> hey, so here's the other thing. Uh, so we this is this has been I mean forever ago. But uh, um, we, we you, you we were asking people to call in and do impressions mm-hmm. on the complaint line. Okay, and so I got three phone calls uh, over our uh, you know the time of which we've not broadcast anything. And so I'm going to play I'm going to play them out loud and you guys we got to try to guess the character that's being represented or the person of which the impression is from. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Now hold on. There's it's, this is a sketch this is a sketchy business cuz I got to turn this up in the studio without causing the feedback. So uh all right, here we go. Here's here's uh number number 1. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Intertestamental literature. No, 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 no. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> nope, he didn't learn. He didn't. Nope. Hey, can we read and introduce me? I've got. I've got. Okay. Hey, uh, and and also in the studio uh, today with us, as uh, sometimes is true, uh, we have Nathaniel Carson. Hey guys, uh, it's good to be here with you. Um, yeah, I just want to tell you a little bit about me. I'm uh, a maintenance tech. I turn wrenches, and that's that's about it. I'm also a dummy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well then, you're right. <laughs> it's a like reading a biography of the thing. Right. <laughs> I loved it. That, that went much better. Is that your regular voice? <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me, guy. <laughs> and finger pistols. Okay. Okay. Finger pistols. Excuse me, sir. What I believe that I'm supposed to tell you is that if you were to be faithful in the means, that God would most certainly be handling the ends. Yes. <laughs> Well, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was. That's very good. It was from, droopy. It's droopy. Yeah. It's droopy the dog. Wait, hold on. Droopy. You gotta play it again. Oh, yeah, that yeah, one yeah, was yeah. really good. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Go. Um. Excuse me, sir. What I believe that I'm supposed <laughs> to tell you is that if you were to be faithful in the means, that God would most certainly be handling the ends. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's from Rocky and Bullwinkle, yeah. right? Okay. No, 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 no. Droopy the dog. Isn't it the dog? Yeah. What, what show is Droopy from? He's uh he's of of the general cartoon fair. What's his universe? I thought it was the Looney Tunes. Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's Rocky and Bullwinkle for some reason. That's one. Okay. Let me get to uh let me get to number two here. Yeah, okay. All right. Here we go. Droopy number one. We nailed it. Here's here's number two. You are a beautiful lady. Did you know that? Hey, baby, I just want to call and tell you that, you know, if you are faithful in the means, the, the God going to handle them in. I just, I just want you to know that. All right, you have a great one your day. Bye-bye. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That it is. sounds that good. That feels like a generalized character. <laughs> Do it again. Hold on. Like mishmash of three or four characters. Oh, you are a beautiful lady. Did you know that? Hey, baby, I just want to call and tell you that, you know, if you are faithful in the means, the, the guy gonna handle them ends. I just, I just want you to know that. All right, you have a great one your day. Bye bye. <laughs> I don't get those channels. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. So whoever that was, I'm gonna need you to tell me. I don't. Does anybody have it? I mean, I think it's Will Smith. What? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it? Is it? But it, is it? Uh, who's who's the guy? Is it Tyler Perry's Medea? Is it? <laughs> Is I, don't, who I don't get those channels. No, okay. Okay. Oh, so I yeah, we don't know. We don't know. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to follow up. Let's see if we can get the third one. <laughs> Hello there, laddie. It's Seamus the Lopez. Sorry, I've got to tell you that if you're faithful in the means, 
then God will most certainly handle the end. All right, boy. That was Seamus. Yeah, that was Seamus the Leprechaun. Wait, what's the name of the Lucky Charms guy? Seamus. It's oh, him. No, it is not. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm I have no idea. Yeah. What is the name? What I don't know about the, that. The Leprechaun. It seemed kind of generic to me. Uh, a, but, gene- a generic Well, they applaud both the commitment and both the impressions. They really went all, I mean, all in, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, gave us a performance that was uh, unforgettable and memorable. I feel like I should eat some Lucky Charms. Mm. What Did you find the name what of What is no, the Lucky Charms not. Leprechaun's name? That is a... What is the Lucky Lucky Charms Leprechaun's name's donkey's mom's name? Ooh. Call back to Juan Valdez from last show. Elvira, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asking some real obscure questions now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got one. I think we're... I'm, I'm going to give us credit for three. Uh, two seems like a miss on our end. So uh, if that was you, one, thank you for calling and leaving... Uh, Stuff on the complaint line, Booba. Uh, um, <laughs> random person. Uh, and and also, uh, Booba, we don't we don't recognize that second one. It could be any number of people. We don't we're not uh, we don't get all the memes that you get. And so you're gonna have Memes. to tell me which meme character you're. We don't. I don't understand. I've heard that before somewhere. To our uh, shame, the the leprechaun from Lucky Charms is named Lucky. Oh, He's Lucky the leprechaun. Oh, I never would have guessed oh, that. I don't know who. I, I mean. What a, I feel foolish. A, yeah. <laughs> what a what a boat full of daphnis. Lucky's charms. Oh man. Can well, I do good. one real quick? I I was gonna call in and then I didn't. Okay. 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 <laughs> How do you feel about that? Now? Yeah, I'll, it's me. <laughs> Let me give you some advices. <laughs> if you are faithful in the means, God will handle the ends. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a Bruce Willis. No. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Don't, don't. don't. It's me, John, 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 John Travolta. Give us a get to the chopper. It's the gummy bear of candy corn. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin Newsom. I got, I gotta be honest. This is, more, this is way more fun than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had a one-way ticket to Lamesville, and it's not gotten there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, so guess, if you have, uh, I could do one if you want. If we're doing oh, oh, impressions. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 The uh, stone that the builder refused will be the chief cornerstone. <laughs> so you gotta take that into consideration when you're building your church building. I tell you, wow, Zowie. <laughs> the stone that was rejected really is the one you're gonna want. <laughs> well, man, yeah, yeah, I agree. This is lifting. This is the ocean that lifts all boats, right here. Okay, all right. So anyway, I don't even know. these are top tier. So it, let's say you, you see now. Now you were probably sitting on the sidelines. You guys are listening. You're like, mine are too good. I don't want to fish in that in that cesspool. But look at this. We don't skim the pond. Yep. And now you're you're fishing in fresh waters. There's bass at the bottom. All right. So I want you to call the complaint line. It's five one five five. Uh, 517-0085 that's 515-517-0085 that's the Bob Eisenlauer complaint and impression line and uh, you call and give us your best shot and we'll see if we can guess it and uh, if we can't it's okay it doesn't mean it was a bad impression it could just be like you're uh, you know your audience ain't too adept but anyway I appreciate these I think these are funny Okay, uh, where are we at here 1021 let's let's do Mike what did you so sorry you had something okay I saw a sign oh that's right I saw a sign at a at a uh, a Jesus thrift store this weekend. What do you mean is a Jesus thrift store? Uh, like a I, church? I, 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 that that like, the, sound like a thing. The prophets go to Bible missions or something. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, yeah, I wasn't... I wasn't. I, uh, How were the prices? 
Uh, they were a little high, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like Goodwillish, <laughs> maybe a little north of Goodwillish, but uh, way way above Salvation it's, it's Army. It's a mission. Quit complaining. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it's anyway. still high. They're high priced, Dan. <laughs> so, so I was, I was walking through the store, or whatever, for I was looking for some shoes for for my daughter, and uh, and like they have this sign on the on the mirror, or whatever, and it goes, uh, "God is watching. God is watching this store." And so if you're thinking about stealing, it's a much better idea to pay our prices than to pay his. <laughs> Ooh. I don't I don't love that. And so I, <laughs> it is funny though. I, I mean here's the thing, it's like I, I looked at it for a minute and I, I had like a, a corner smile and I thought, a better sign is God is watching this door. If you find something that you can't pay for, please let us know. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. please yeah. let us know. This is a mission store. It's we love you. Bit, yeah. yeah, because <laughs> for everything, church, everything that you have here was donated to you <laughs> for free. Yeah, right. Yeah. For you, free. You Fort Knoxed stuff that people dropped off out of their own good heart. Yeah, yeah, because they want to support Bible missions, which I think is fine. Uh, there's a couple of really good uh, thrift stores. Uh, especially in in our uh, Greater Des Moines area, uh, that are that are I I know exactly where the money's going. I know the guys that run it, uh, and they got uh, just really good hearts, really good intentions. The mo- most of the money goes back into the community uh, for for counseling, life skills, and 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 Jesus based stuff, and it's uh, it's really impressive, yep. right? And and like I I would not doubt that if 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 you earnestly walked into the store and said, look, I just really need this suit. I have a job interview coming up. I am I am way excited about it. I don't have a suit, and I also don't have any money. Uh, they would give you the suit, the shoes, the socks, and probably ten bucks to go, you know, get yourself some lunch on the way in, and say, "Best of luck. Let us know how it goes." Right? Like, bam, that's God's heart. So here's the thing: it's like I recognize the sign is just kitschy. It's just a haha, you know, whatever. And I thought, but like, I know Jesus, and so it's kitschy to me. Yeah. But if you don't know Jesus and you think that's how he looks at you, that's too bad, <laughs> right? Let's, that You really missed the mark there, you know? Yeah. And there was, there was more than one of them. <laughs> oh, so, man. And so, like, uh, once again, I, they, didn't, they didn't mean anything by it. They were just trying to cut down on theft. But, like, at the end of the day, uh, it was like that doormat thing that we thought of earlier. People going to steal stuff from a, a, a Christ-centered uh, thrift store? I don't care. Let's give it away. I don't care. Right. They can't steal what you gave them. So if you need it, take it. Uh, most you, Your business will survive. The mission's will survive uh, based on uh, honest people paying you. But people that really need it, that can't afford it, that feel like they have to steal it. I, I mean, it'd be nice if you yeah. told me that you needed it so we could at least mark it out of inventory and be like, whatever. Uh, but uh, whatever, just take it. If you need it, take it. So uh, like we, we're thinking like ways to improve the sign. What would we say that would be less, I don't know, threatening of damnation? You know, like yeah, you I, either pay <laughs> the prices or go to hell, which one's it going to be? I think the solid is missions we want to be. I like think. God is watching this store. If you feel like you need something that you can't pay for, please let us know. Yeah, I think yeah, that's Yeah, if fun. you really yeah. can't pay for it, there's that's a very, fine. very good chance we will just give it to you if you have the need for yeah, it. Yeah, and but here's the thing. Uh, some people are going to take advantage of that, and that's fine. Right. It's really not a big deal. It's They're worldly goods. I don't care. I don't know what you think you're going to get from the thrift store anyway that's going to put the hurt on us. Like that's pretty gonna, low. You're going to take Homeward Bound VHSs? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need a couple of alarm clocks at your place or a, or a crappy Mr. Coffee from 1984. Yeah. Whatever. A, it's can, not a big deal. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation, don't steal the Homeward Bound DVDs. Yeah, <laughs> don't steal the Homeward Bound DVDs. <laughs> or, or you'll burn in hell. <laughs> or, or, or it's going to be very bad. You know. Put them down. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, exactly what we needed. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, do, I mean, 
As you appro- especially like uh, uh, community facing stuff, right? Like, just think it through a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, like, if you're here's the thing: is if your business succeeds, but the mission that you're trying ultimately communicate fails in the process, then your business sucks. You know, like, right? Like, if your if your whole goal of getting money is for Bible distribution, but when you hand them out, you hit a guy in the face with it, then <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You missed it. <laughs> you missed the the heart and the thing. Like, the point is not whether you got the Bible out the door; it's whether uh, someone met Jesus through it. You got a chance to have a conversation about it and talk about uh, who your Savior is. Actually, that that's funny because you know, in most thrift stores, um, and even the ones that are tied to to uh, Christian organizations, like they charge for the Bibles. And I like. I just feel there's no reason there shouldn't just be a stack there. Like the thing that I would, they, I would hope they would walk out the most with, is this Bible. Except for they're worried about you know Joe Christian down the street who's going to pick one up every week fresh for his protocols. But like, I mean, God knows give that him away. Guy. That's not my problem, right? Give God will deal with him. That's right. That's right. Actually, I, I remember that from. You remember some during some of the Levitical laws and stuff is they'll go through and there's like clear punishments for you know you steal a guy's ox if you did it accidentally or something you think yeah. you got to give a one and a half but like there's a few different things where it'll be like look uh, the consequences this is is to turn them over to God is to is to bring it in front of the, is is basically you're going to do it there's a sacrifice involved and then the consequences are are up to God and what happens and the notion was is that like the depending on whatever was going on. What could actually come from that? It was a wide variety of stuff, but ultimately it was God's to handle. It's not It's not a prescribed human thing to do. And, like, I think a lot of our attempts to curb human behavior, one, like, asserts too much belief in our own control um, of that, that, one, that it's our thing to control. Like, uh, and I'm generally in on this anyway, where a, a lot of the, even the major things were like, boy, you, I don't know if you can be a Christian and believe, think, or do this thing. Um, most of those I feel like are the Holy Spirit's prop. Like they're just like God's gonna have to change that in somebody. Like you saying, "Hi, I'm a fairly pious looking dude, and I think you should knock this thing off," uh, isn't likely to just cause someone to to modify their behavior, or they're gonna try and not be able to succeed. But like those are certainly things that the Holy Spirit can transform in you. And so as they, as people meet Jesus and they get closer to Him and they start to see and feel His love tangibly through the people around them, like then the Holy Spirit's work just starts to make sense to people, and they, and they go, you know what, I, I would never have considered letting go of this thing, but, you know, if God is who he says he is and, and what he has for me is good um, and I've got support of people around me, then I think I can give this thing up. I, 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 I don't even know who I am without it, but I think I can, I think that's right. And so, like, it's just sometimes, uh, I, remember my, I remember my grandpa who was a pastor at a Southern Baptist Church, and he had, like, this strict no-shorts rule. No, I mean, knew you could not come. Even on win, even even the hip Wednesday night service uh, went, like, hip because everyone had a fake one. Uh, <laughs> but, so, but, but, like, you still, you couldn't wear shorts. And, like, it was the time where, like, uh, either the, the word processes were new, but there were still eight exclamation points about this no-shorts <laughs> business. And, like, for the life of me, even at that time, I, like, I just couldn't figure out. I'm like... Like the Lord hates a breeze. Like what is the, what is the deal? Is the guy who this isn't a problem who was who's who wouldn't even consider wearing shorts is is the guy you're not worried about anyway? And like the kind of person who would just wander in there maybe in shorts is the person who doesn't know about your rules, doesn't know everybody, doesn't is not sure of the protocol. And doggone it, if that's the person I want there, and like it's a completely wrong person to try to exclude with a big sign at the front. Mm-hmm. And like I'm so disappointed in the sign. And it's just a human's attempt to like. To, to try to get the ends that God has in, in order, 
by human means. And that, like, it, it's why we end the show every week with, you know, be faithful in the means and let God handle the ends. Our faithfulness is going to be your own faithfulness to, to, to things you know God said. It's not like God doesn't have things to, that he says, look, this is the right way to go and that you should always, you should submit to that. But like people who don't know Jesus, the Lord aren't going to submit to it. And so what do you do? You introduce them to Jesus. And like, but some of that stuff, we just got to let go out of our own fingers and they're not ours to solve. Our big solve is to introduce people to Jesus and then let the, let Jesus and the spirit do the work where humans kind of, we always get the balance wrong. We either way overdo it or go, yeah, you know what? You can be naked in the sanctuary, no problem. And David's like, hey, but like, you're the only one example. So like, not all nudity is God honored just because David ran once nude through the street. <laughs> nude. That's what I'm saying. Like, we can't, there's whole colonies of Christian nudists who are like, David did it. I'm like, this is the foundation of your belief system, one thing. Right, I wanted to be naked. I found a religion that's going to let me do it. This is fantastic. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I mean, the the Greek circumcision uh, discussions that Paul had, like th- this covers this, right? Like, God, like, can you imagine that says, look, there's a there's a holy God who loves you. Jesus died to redeem you. Uh, come on in. You're 40 years old, and you're like, oh man, I didn't do that thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> can I still? Can I come in your place? You know. And and their stance was, uh, no. Well, you're gonna have to have some alterations. <laughs> you yes. know. And Paul goes, hold, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> now. Listen, I talked with the Lord about this. We're gonna we're gonna make a, a, a thing, you know. And so, like that's us. Once again, we, we you, you want to cut and carve them and make them look like you. And like, what do you mean you haven't heard a Hill song? Get out of here! You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what we do to people. Yeah. Like, or what do you mean you've listened to Hill song? You dirty heretic! Yeah, right, like, exactly. Right. What's like, the matter with you? Well, these these Hill song discussions, I just find uh, uh, sad, really, yeah. because like there's 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 guys that are like. They're so enveloped in, not to say that there's not some theological discussions to be had, but they are deep on upper echelons, and like most of them can't be heard within the, the songs that really mean a lot to people. And frankly, there's some really good Hillsong songs out there that are simple, they're worshipful, they're God-honoring, they put, they put humanity in humility, and like it's, uh, they're, they're really good songs. And we're like one guy or two guys in the organization who are the- theologically out in, in the middle of Boston somewhere, and we're like, I, I hate everything that comes from these guys. Nothing can be trusted. Like, Which is true of all the hymns written 200 years ago, too. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly. It is well so, with my soul, right? I mean, yeah. you here's, don't know anything about that, man. It's not in the Bible. Here's, yeah, right. Here's what you, you <laughs> was su- surprise you to know is Fanny Crosby, it was a Southern Baptist. She's a hell and damnation person. Like, she would come to your door. She's the type of person who would come to your door to pamphlet. And we love Fanny Crosby. She does the hits. But, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, right, like, Dan, Dan, Dan's right, like, uh, if if you can't if we can't figure out a way to allow God to redeem things that even just have a rough association with some guy who doesn't believe the things that we believe, like then I don't know what kind of God yeah. you're following. Like that's just silly to me. I mean, be discerning. If someone goes, "Hey, I want to uh, here's here's my song about a number of heresies," then I go, "You know what? Not in the worship playlist. Not gonna make it today." Right. Uh, but here's the, there's also there's plenty of every every hymn was written by a fallible human. Welcome to the world. Uh, every person sits under a fallible pastor. Welcome to the world. Um, my theology is wrong somewhere. I'm just not quite sure what it is at this moment. I'm sure like it's changed over the last 10 years. It'll probably can, can be able to be refined and sifted and b- peel out something better 10 years from now. And so let's just all agree to that and be a little bit gracious with this kind of thing. You know, so that reminds me of actually of our conversation that we were having before the podcast started, right? About that uh, saying that I was kind of processing myself from that monk. Uh, we're we're all fallible, right? 
that uh, is kind of the same the same point, like that these two dangerous ideas, one that I can never be saved, I'm permanently damned, there's nothing I can do, uh, fatalistic, you know, uh, this is the end for me, I'm doomed, uh, et cetera, or Satan is one, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then uh, the other one is that there's a, I'm, I'm infallible, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm already in a permanent state of grace, I've, I've already been, you know, permanently, like there's nothing I can do wrong or something like this, this type of, it's really kind of a, an, an arrogance that I think that yep. Jesus uh, teaches, uh, warns us against. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like this is, if we're all fallible, I mean, then we're going to like come up with a sign to put, you know, in the thrift store or something like this. And it's not going to be a Bible verse. Well, we're already, you know, in yeah. some dicey water there. What are we all going to agree that's, you know, belongs in the church, but that's not in the Bible, specifically word for word. Um, and I, I think, uh, I don't know, I guess the best plan is to, always be building consensus, you know, do what brings people together, what we can agree on the most, and those things which are divisive and nonspecific, uh, fringe to the topic at hand, uh, not necessarily central to salvation, then, you know, that's kind of a choose your own flavor, maybe sometimes, uh, that we, you know, don't need to drive people away because of what the clothes they're wearing specifically or something. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, there have to be some things that we agree on uh, that are the truth and that are the way to salvation and that are what Jesus taught uh, us to be like and wants us to be like. And so you can't let anything go either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, like, as it rolls up, uh, uh, the, the answer to that piece is, is far less about our personal behavior than we make it. I think is the risk of like of of our incidents incidental behavior let me put it that way like the notion of um, don't do this or that thing at this moment um it's basically narrowing where god's salvation looks out at a humanity um at a broad arc of can i the the, the core of jesus's message and this comes out more clearly in i think luke than, than some of the other gospels is basically like what do you what do you need to, to join the kingdom well you need to say look I know that I need Jesus that's it like that's the core thing like it's not a work it's a recognition it's an acknowledgement that says look I know that I need him and I recognize him as king and I submit my life to that um, the fallibility of your or your inability to do that well and perfectly is the very notion of why Jesus came and so let's not let's not act like we have a surprise I think where Christians where we start to get this askew is to want to want good for people which is to snuggle up and be uh, faithful to some of those those firmer things that Jesus says look this is this is the way this is the, the way of which we are to behave um, but but act like that that is a human work to do and not the spirit's work to do yeah um, because here's the thing even even the even the even the teaching of any given biblical truth still requires um, someone to actually submit to it, right? Like the notion of taking in a reality or even or a true thing or a fact, it doesn't implicitly change people's lives. I mean, how many times, <laughs> like take, uh, how much of the church, especially guys in the church are struggling with pornography? You telling me that no one ever brought that up in a sermon anytime? Yeah. What? It comes up all the time. This is not allowed? Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I took it in. My life totally changed. Like there's still a, it's a person, there's a personal thing. There's a God working sanctification in a person. There's a humility that says I'm willing to be changed here and I'm willing to follow God here and not me. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there's just, I think as we approach some of these things, we just need to be humble in our recognition that although we are often the bearers of example and the bearers of true things, our ability to control anybody else's actions, belief structure, and commitment to Jesus is is basically nil. 
like it is they're going to have to do that on their own and the, the, the spirit will do that in them and so we don't have to take the level of responsibility we often take to say you change this behavior or i'm going to have some sort of like human consequence to it and, and it's not really you know like that's actually been tried we we're talking briefly about you know calvinism puritanism mm-hmm. and stuff like that there have been you know christian theological societies and most of those places that i've read about do not sound like very fun places to live right. getting the stocks get ready to get whipped you know or something like this uh, and it's you know for for me to be an american also there's this whole other level to it like uh, where we have to get along with people of other religions and try and focus on find a way to have a society that's as good as we can be without pounding people over the head with the doctrinal specifics of what we think is going to happen in the eschatology at the end of the world or something like that uh, so i'm always looking for uh, the good parts in other religions that i can find uh, with wise sayings, wise things that people say that I can incorporate that I think, you know, maybe Jesus would like. Because at the end of the day, also, actually, at the end of the day, well, in the history that we, you know, the point of history that we're at, you know, there, there were no video cameras in, in, the, in the Bible, you know, there, there weren't. Uh, so there's a lot of things that um, we can see on television, whether it's pornography or whether it's really just, you know, something that's spiritually... I guess brings you to a lower level of whatever kind that might like be. Like whatever's boo was watching with that second impression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got, yeah. We got oh, well, I mean, uh, not to be too judgmental, even no, of other cultures. No, yeah, that, we, I agree. With, uh, <laughs> we can vote. <laughs> we got, uh, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we, we'll, we'll, we will vote, but they, um, like, we, we have to, we're, we're in an area of new technology where the Bible is not going to have spoken on all of these things, and we've got to f- fill in some blanks one way or the other, not just with people who we go to church with, but with people in our society to to be a positive the most positive force that we can be uh, and we if we say first okay until we agree that we all need Jesus to be saved then we're not going to vote in congress on the bill about gun control or something like that you know that's of course absurd you know but we uh, like there weren't even guns in the bible were there right so uh, last I checked, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, no guns. Well, right. and I, I think that level. I mean, to, to be honest, like uh, to, to my, what I mean, Mike was Samson. saying earlier, um, <laughs> like the, the, the scripture is intentionally vague, right? Like where Paul, where Paul says, "Look, we're going to speak on. Look, you can't, you can't uh, indulge in sexual activity, and we're not worried about circumcision." Okay, I mean, past that, go about your business. And so, like, I, I think God has always, with the with the provision of the Helper, with the provision of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think we have to be open to how how things are navigated and trust that God will um, uh, will come and and provide answers where we're asking for them. And then recognize that sometimes like uh, matters of conscience or wisdom can and will differ even between Christians. Like for again, for places where we need hard and fast, there's there's some people who can um, not to overly wade into this, but like. Um, I, I personally don't think there's a particular problem with tattoos. I don't think the the way the scripture talks about them is is a is a is an issue. Um, is it something where you know someone prays on it and like they might say, "Look, I, I just feel like I'm not supposed to do this." I think that's very possible, and I think it's also very possible some other somebody else could, and and it could be fine, um, as long as we're clear that like our our interpretation of scripture doesn't point us to that. But whatever your personal conscience is, as long as within the bounds of you know of 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 uh, something that that uh, it's not against something that Jesus has taught, I. I'm not sure that I particularly care. It, well, it is also the case, though. I mean, well, uh, they, 
to add on to that, not to, to disagree with what you're saying, uh, we're up against a, actually an actual spiritual force that's opposed to Christianity, that's opposed to goodness, that is seeking to divide all of the people who are good-hearted in the world and also push this agenda that anything goes, as long as it's, you know, uh, really actually anything that you can get away with goes. This force is out there uh, saying that, um, I mean, when it comes to tattoos, I'm also totally agnostic. I don't think the Bible has anything to say about it one way or the other. But there's a lot of things where uh, the Bible wasn't clear about it, um, like something like pornography, uh, like it is where it says something specifically, but where there's this giant force in society pushing the, this agenda to make this thing normal, to make it accepted, when I think uh, Christians should be able to agree that no. No, agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that, like, I think we've got some where where there's clarity. I don't see any reason why we can't get on board with clarity and, and, and speak to the, the truth to that clarity. I just don't. I think we've got to be careful that we don't become uh, pharisaical on the shorts. Because as an example, right, like we picked something three steps away just because we're worried about snuggling two of and being casual in the sanctuary, you know. So and like I, the freedom, I am always amazed at the continued freedom that God has given his creation, uh, especially one that he said, like, you were to be my idol, my representative on the earth and to, and to take care of it. Uh, I probably would. I locked it down the, the place a little bit more. <laughs> but like uh, I, I just I think as humans, we got to be careful to not um, try to protect God farther than he has otherwise laid out in Scripture to protect himself. Well, and I, I think you can probably gauge if you're in a place where you shouldn't be when you can start comparing how much time you've spent actually praying on that on behalf of other yeah. people opposed to how much you've been running your yap, right? And, and I, th I think that's legit, right? If you if it's your axe to grind, you'll know it because you realize you didn't ask God about it. You didn't say, I can't do this without you. Uh, I, I, I just I, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to get involved here and help change minds and give them ears to hear and let them see, you know, uh, because I can't do it without you. And if you're not praying that, then it, it probably is just your thing, right? It's your thing that you're gassed up about and you're plowing ahead without him. And now if it's equal or you feel like you've turned this over to God and he's got stuff for you to say, I think you should by all means do it. But like I would say 9 out of 10, that's not <clears throat> the case. Yeah. You have not submitted it to the Holy Spirit. You're not asking God to, to rule over his creation and change the lives of people. You're asking for you to be right and for somebody else to be wrong. And uh, that's no, that's no, no good. Lacks humility. All yes, right. Does. Hey, uh, again, you're listening live from the path. Hey, if you want to check out the show during the week, uh, bless you. Uh, you can sign up for the podcast, and if you want to leave us a, leave us a review, I, it sounds like that's helpful. I've listened to other podcasts where they said, you should leave us a review. That seems quasi-legit, so I'm going to say that because, you know, we might as well pick up those legit behaviors. Uh, so leave us, a, leave us a review, and here's the thing. I don't care whether it's a good one. I just want you to be honest. So if the show stinks, you might as well let the world know. They don't need to walk into a trap. We're going to be here anyway. <laughs> Uh, second to that, uh, you can you can catch up on the website, which I do not keep up to date with any frequency. Oh no, uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Again, my my the thirty minutes that I've been allocated doesn't get me around to reposting the video of the show as often as I can. You can always get it on YouTube at our at the Life from the Path YouTube channel, um, and the podcast is generally up to date within uh, within a week mostly. The website is super duper dicey. I, I I'd apologize for that, but I you know. I don't know why you're offended. Here's the deal. You want to keep that up to date, you let me know. I give you the password directly. You can go ahead and take care of that. Google ads me. Pick, pick up some dollars for the for the old show. All right, Mike, we need to give out some advice uh, before we head out of this joint. What, uh, what's what been stockpiling while we've been out of the out of the tank? Oh, boy. There's a, there's a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Pick a few select ones. Yeah, okay. Uh... Dear Life go. from the Path. Dear Life from the Path. My co-host is a rambling doofus. A co he a often makes weird goofy noises when you say his name. Are you talking about Nathaniel yeah. or me? Oh. oh, I don't know. Hey, Mike. Dear Life from the Path. No, you didn't make that noise. A co-worker moved into, into my town about 18 months ago. 
Because we have the same schedule, he asked for he asked me for a ride to and from work one day. Legit. Well, now it seems that I drive him about three times a week. Mm. When he works and I'm off, he takes an Uber, which costs around twenty five bucks round trip. But he has never even offered to buy me a cup of coffee. I stopped by to buy gas one morning and mentioned I was only going to get $10 worth because it was all the cash I had. He didn't even blink. My daughter says I should charge him a weekly amount or quit taking him. What do you think? Change your ways or change your heart. You got two options there, bro. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> You're going anyway. Yeah, yeah, what do you, I mean, you only got 10 bucks. That's not really his fault. Is he really weighing the joint down? What would Bob Gaff say? You know, yeah, like, yeah. You have company on the ride. Yeah, that golf wouldn't put up with that jazz. Yeah. He'd probably buy him a car. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. I got you a car. Two cars. He'd yeah. give him his wife's car. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I got you a gift card for a free sandwich for the next month and a half. <laughs> That's the kind of crap he does. Make me feel terrible. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Really, I would say really. I mean, it's ask a hard question. You know, is this guy? Does he? Does it, if this guy felt to me, if I felt like he was scamming me, like if that, if I felt that guy had his attitude was that he was scamming me, uh, and that he was like playing some kind of, you know, like I don't know, min max kind of get the most out of life for the least cost type of stuff. If I thought he was that type of person. I probably would stop driving him, you know, because I, but that's because I don't like him, not because I'm not being generous or because I need the money or something. Uh, but if, if the guy, the guy could be oblivious, you know, to really just you know, a kind of asocial or improperly socialized. Uh, Crazy. And, and then also, or he, or he really could need the money and not be too ashamed to say it. So there's like those are three different possibilities there. The way to get to the bottom of it would be. Like, why not be direct? Why not be like, hey, you know, if you're going to be riding with me, I could use some gas money. Uh, what do you think about that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, he didn't even mention this type of He's still, all this is still in the total uh, subtext of the, this whole interaction. He yeah. says, float it to the surface. I used to give a guy a ride. Uh, we went to the same school, but we lived 30 minutes uh, away. And uh, he, he uh, claimed to be uh, a Native American. And he did not look like a Native American. And, I see. <laughs> uh, he looked uh, he looked more Jewish than I do, and uh, which is saying something. And uh, he was very stinky. Okay. He smelled terrible. Okay. Uh, he also used to be homeless. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, he was he would before he moved to the town I was living in. He was living in the school parking lot in his car. Okay. okay. And then he got a lady friend and moved in with her mm-hmm. in in my town. This is a high school student? No, no, this is college. Okay. And uh, so he's like, hey, man, we're living in the same town. I got to take the bus if, uh, but the <clears> bus <throat> is uh, an hour late, so could you, just, you uh, give me a ride? And uh, I said, sure, you know, no problem uh, here. But I didn't realize how stinky he was. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize the scent of this man. And so, you know, I, I afterwards I came to a realization. I started buying those little renews it things. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the things that are supposed to uh, refresh a whole room. Yeah. I put one in the cup holder <laughs> of the Buick. And uh, wait, wait, had he ridden in the car before you did that? No. Okay, good. So he he couldn't tie together the consequence of that renews it was him. Uh, no, he. I think he knew. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, we were short on. I was. I was. I didn't have my wallet with me one day. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. We we were on E, like ma- low E, like not gonna make it all the way to school E. Yeah. And I stopped by the Casey's, and I, I was I didn't realize I didn't have my wallet. And I was like, oh no, I don't have my wallet. Blah blah blah. And he had a uh, ten spot on him, and I said, hey man, you got a ten spot on you? Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, but he says, well, you know, kind of. I was like, listen, I'll get you back. 
but we're not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he forked over the ten spot, and he's he eventually after much I, I felt kind of like you know weird in my in my spirit. Because I was like, I drive you to school every day. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, can you get me that ten spot back? <laughs> and uh, but eventually, I was like, oh, whatever. He he said, forget it. But I think I got it back to him. I don't remember the full story. But you know, I can kind of see where this guy's come from. Yeah. You know, you're you're uh, helping a fella out. He's stinky. I don't know if he's stinky. Did he say that? He didn't say anything about the man having a funk to him. I uh, so it's it, it's a. We but talk- also, I regret it. And in the, in the, I, you know, feeling that way about old Zachary. Well, the, I think the question is, is, is it starts to draw a line between generosity and, and enabling, right? Like, is long term, uh, first of all, we we generally try to live by the premise that they can't steal from you what you gave them, and so like we give the guy a ride, it's up to us. It's our if, if we decide that that is no longer the thing, you don't have to be upset about it. You don't have to be angry. You just go, look, man, uh, I I will be no longer giving you a ride. Uh, I'm sorry if that puts you in a predicament, but that's the deal. Uh, and and you can keep emotion kind of kind of bait out, um, but on the on the second half of it, um, twenty five dollars for an Uber is ridiculous. I feel like Whew. you come up with a different. <laughs> that is different, stiff. I mean, are you are are you? It 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 starts to be a tough call, right? Like, uh, there's, I I think you have to put a bunch of thoughts together and decide if why you're actually upset about this. Does it make sense that you're going? He's going to the same place. He's just sitting a butt in the seat. Economically, does this bother you? No, that's stupid. You don't have any reason to be upset about that. If you use that morning time, that drive in to like refresh, if it's a, a you know, to try to prepare yourself for the day and, and, and what's coming ahead and whatever, and you need that time, uh, you either need to move that time to earlier in the morning uh, or you need to ask him to not ride with you because it's, it's impending. The fact that he is not finding his own ride to, to, to work, not taking charge of his own life, uh, I mean, you're not his dad. Just tell him the deal. Either he could ride with you or he can't. It's not. I don't think there's a big emotional decision to be had here. You can't accept consequences for the way that people live past um, y- the decisions they make. If he chooses not to get a car or he chooses to pay the $25 for an Uber, um, these are all his choices. You just need to make yours and, and make sure your heart is in the right place when you make it. And that's pretty much the best you can do. Dan, did you ever get you find yourself in a position where, like, you agreed to help somebody be, somebody out and then, like, it extended way farther or way beyond what you would expected, and you had to kind of cut ties on it. You know, I, I can't think of a time that that is. I'm sure it may have, but it didn't bother me enough that it stuck. You know, that I'm, I have, have lost any sleep over it. Yeah, uh, because I love people, unlike you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> Stabbed in the heart. Honestly, though, this this dude, he's 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 going to work every day anyway. I mean, I mean, there's he's losing nothing. By taking him, what he spends on the days that you don't go to work is irrelevant to the conversation. Uh, that's just a selfish. Yeah, thing right. It doesn't on matter. your part. Yep. I mean, it's none of my business how he gets there other days and what it costs him. Uh, if if I'm going to work anyway, it's like yeah, go ahead, whatever. I mean, it does. It costs me nothing more, unless he weighs a whole lot and he's slowing down the car or something. <laughs> Uh, I don't see that happening. So yeah. I, I just don't, you know, and, and it's okay. I like, 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 I like, I like what you said, Mike. I mean, like, it could be like, hey, that's just my kind of mellow out time. It's like, okay, if that's legit. Yeah, protect it and just be firm. Yeah. Or regular, but, you know. But if you're just listening to tunes or news or staring out the window, picking your nose and you're driving to work, I mean, it's like, just take the dude, you yeah. know. I So uh, the only thing I can have that I can relate to this is like, uh, like I'm an electrician, right? And so like, 
I hate, hate, hate working for people that I know, especially if they're paying me. And so I don't. I just refuse to do it. I'm like, look, if I have time to do it, I will come over and do it for free. If I don't have time, I won't touch it at all, right? But like, I don't, I'm not gonna come work for you and you're gonna pay me, right? And so like, there, I, I mean, I do run into the situation where like, I'll make time, I'll go over and do something, and then like, I can't, they won't stop calling me. Hey, by the way, let's do, I wanna put this thing in, and, and you know, you got any time? I'm like, ah, I don't know, seriously, we just, we gotta have this done. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. And then I'll come over and do it again, and like, after a while, I basically gotta shut it down, because they're completely oblivious to the fact that like, once again, they're taking time away from my kids. And like, I'm not gonna start charging you now. I, you know, I, the, the thing was, is like, I wanna help you. I wanna do the thing if I have time. Uh, I always say like, I'm, I'm forced to do my regular job for money. And so when I have free time, I get to decide what I wanna do with it. And I wanna help you with it. When I have time, that's what I wanna do with it. I don't want the money, I just wanna help. You know, but there are folks that are just seemed oblivious to the whole thing. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like the fact that they start, you know, taking advantage of you. And, and if you're feeling that way, you're not in the right position to give the man a ride anyway, right? Yeah, like, yeah. if you if if you can get that straightened out and realize uh, it is what it is, Dan laid it out perfectly. This is a very simple decision. Uh, if you're if you're in the right mind frame to do it, there's no reason for you not to do this. Uh, if you're not, then say no and do your, both of you guys a favor because yeah. you're just going to get more and more angry, and that guy's going to feel slighted at the end of the time, and you're mm-hmm. going to end up busting a relationship open for no reason. You could have just said no and done everybody a favor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Secular says. <clears throat> Oh, the question was, uh, my daughter says I should charge him a weekly amount or quit taking him. What do you think? I don't think those are the only two options. Segular says, shame on him. Feel free to tell your coworker that providing transportation on a regular basis three times a week is not a free service, and in the future you expect compensation for your efforts. Frankly, he should have offered when it turned out he needed transportation so often. If he gives you an argument, quit allowing him to use you because that is exactly what he is doing. Yeah, I mean, here's it goes back to that um, people can't steal from you what you're giving away. People cannot take advantage of you if you are purposely giving them that advantage. And so if you say, hey, man, I, I stop three times of those three times a week. Every other time I stop and I get coffee and and he I buy one for him and he never pays for the gas. I'm like, well, you could if, if your heart is in the right place and you want to be gracious about it. What a cool opportunity. Yeah, man, I got the chance to take like I, I get to take this guy. He doesn't have to pay the money and I'll buy him coffee. And boy, I'm really glad to do it. That sounds like a mutually beneficial situation. He's only to and even if his mind, even in his own mind, he's like <laughs> totally taking advantage of this dude. And here's it's, it's just like you can't control. Uh, although I, I don't advocate ever giving money to, to the homeless. But like if you're going to give them anything, people can do nefarious stuff with all kinds of crap that you give with good intent. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot be wholly responsible. Um, we, we, you need to be wise, but you're not wholly responsible just because someone can find some kind of nefarious way to handle a good a good attempt to, to, to serve them. Okay? And so, like, uh, they're mo- and so sometimes people's motivations start out that way, and then after six months, the guy goes, why isn't this guy bringing this up? You know, like, it's, it's, it's even that might be something where, like, he just sees you smiling at him and never asking and he, and it just feels like something different. And so, like, I, not only is it—I mean, it could be an opportunity, but I wouldn't even have to think of it that way. Just say, look, if you're if you can do it with a glad heart, then do it with a glad heart, and don't spend your time trying to balance the worldly scales. It's just not your problem. It's not. And it—I I think like we just have this this weight that says, oh, I have to figure out justice in here. I, no, you don't. If you <laughs> you don't, it's you really to, not your problem. You have to set your own boundaries. You're as an adult have to. You're responsible for that. If someone's walking all over your boundaries and you're not standing up for yourself, well, 
Yeah, that's kind of your problem that you're that you're letting them, you know, give you. I guess. Uh, yeah, but I guess that my, my advocation here is is like we you can either set a firmer boundary and make sure you talk to them about it, or you can just open up your borders a little bit more and not care. Uh, yeah, good, that's true. Good fences make good neighbors. This comes up over and over and over <laughs> again uh, in life, in my ex- experience. That mm. if you, so, you know, if this boundary is this huge gray area, there's just a real tendency for people to walk across that boundary, and then until they're, you know, turning you into your doormat. One it's way or only other. a problem if you care. <laughs> See, that's why I don't think this this situation got even any boundary issue. It, it, it's like you're already going to work. You're yeah. going at the same time. You're going to the same place. You're parking in the same parking spot. That you're not you're not adjusting your life in any way, right? You, you're just going to work, and now you have someone to talk to. It's a hypothetical extra twenty bucks that you. It's not. It's not even yours, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. That's yeah, not, yeah. It's a banking twenty dollars. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the percent basis, if your job's a decent job, then that's what you know, point zero five percent of your monthly income or something I mean, like this that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting all hyped up over. But, over. Uh, but once again, it's it's point nothing of nothing it's a theoretical income it's not there's no income to be had you're not a bus driver you're right. not a taxi man <laughs> yeah. you're just a guy sign that drives a car please. and another <laughs> guy wants to sit his butt in your car right it's it's not your job you don't take money for it and so like you, the car's going the same way no matter what you do gas prices yeah. are going to go up going to go down you're going to pay it yeah so in, so i mean end of the day if your heart can't take that if you can't do it without feeling like you might get ripped off or you want something from them then i would suggest you not do it uh but my stronger suggestion would be figure out a way not to care yeah. be glad to take him now, if you're starting to say, "Hey, I got to go in an hour early. I got to stay an hour late. Yeah, hey, I got to go next to your day." Cleaning. No. It's like <laughs> now you're now you've got boundary <laughs> issues. Hold yep. on, man. <laughs> or, it's yeah. like this, or the guy's like, "Yeah, this dumb Christian. I can put one over on him. You know, he <laughs> believes in Jesus, so he's going to give me a bunch of free stuff." Yeah, that guy, you probably want to. I might say too. that's a bad spiritual I might, energy. Uh, I, I tell you what, if that came out that way, I would say just to be super clear, dude, you're not putting one over on me. I'm glad to do this for you. I'll be there here tomorrow. Because I, I, I mean, what? Do I, but that's the heart. That's, that's the turn the, the other cheek. You know, Where you go, right I'm there. with you, Bob. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, I'm with you. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's the answer. <laughs> right. Except for your dry cleaning. You're not too far. Car that is too far. Wait, who dry cleans? <laughs> you're not giving me the Nobody. ride to work. Wait, you're not, I'm not driving you to work. You're driving me to work. <laughs> this, is, this is your car. I just pay the insurance. And <laughs> keep yeah, well, there is actually a liability issue too. You know, some people, if there's even a fender bender, they'll sue the living daylights out of you. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the, mm, that's something I didn't even think of until just now. Um, Unreasonably, yeah. Mm. We should let that go. <laughs> it's so small. It's so small. Mm. I think it's fine. I think give the guy a ride. Yep. Got one more ready. Yep. Dear life from the path. My husband of 34 years has really bad table manners. Mm-hmm. He smacks when he chews, makes gulping noises when he drinks liquids, and stuffs huge amounts of food in his mouth. He once swallowed a whole hard-boiled egg all at once and almost choked. <laughs> it's from a woman named Cheryl. It's, <laughs> it's gross. His pajama pants don't fit him. Wears sweatpants. And it's hard to take in. I love him, but his lack of manners is embarrassing, especially when we are invited out or over at a friend's house. What can I do? What? How long have you been married? 34, 34 years. years. Look, man. Now she's now she's really had enough. He's way know. past the giving a crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have really beat him down when he was like twenty five. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna do with well, this what, guy. Uh, what does she mean? Like, is like, there a class you can say? Yeah, no, chewing. Like, <laughs> no chewing. Just, he just, just put it straight in. Yeah. Yeah. Right down the gun. Like, put, get, put a microphone <laughs> next to him. Just and listen to some playback. <laughs> listen to yourself. 
That's true. It's like watching a boa constrictor on National Geographic <laughs> eating a bison. This guy, he just drops his jaw down and in goes the ache. I okay. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I think your first of all, I, he has obviously has no notion of being self-aware. G- guilt is not going to change anything here because he doesn't recognize the problem. He's not going to come to it on his own. I cannot imagine that in 34 years this conversation has not come up right once. Surely he's aware of that you don't appreciate his behavior, and for some reason or other, he does not care. Yeah. So it's say your boundaries. Uh, then say, okay, if you like, until something changes, then you eat in here, I eat in there. Everything else is fine in the marriage, but this whole listening to you eat thing, I can't handle. So I'm going to be eating in a different room until you withdraw. You you could do that, or you withdraw yourself from the situation. Uh, make a boundary where there wasn't one before, or until someone uh, changes their ways and. You know, realizes how they're having an effect on your life. We um, could put a mirror in the chair across from him, and make him eat with himself. Maybe he's comfortable with it. Yeah. What do you do for somebody that don't take the world in right? <laughs> That's really what I mean. What I was I saying before about the the mirror, the, my, the, my, my German friend. You know, totally take your other person in the relationship into like his hundred percent consideration, and he's not doing that. Uh, he's, he's not having, he's noticing his effect. He's having on other people. And if he were asked in even in a kind way, would he change or would he? Maybe maybe not. And that is indicate indicative to me of a larger, deeper issue. Yeah, but they're not, they're not going to divorce. And she really holds dear the time that they spend together during during the meals. Now what? Now what do we do? Is there a class you could you go to? Like, where do you? I mean, where do you even learn that stuff? You eat in it. <laughs> to not eat like a caveman. <laughs> Community I think college. You look at everybody else and go. I think I'm different. Here's, here's what I'm gonna tell you. You do eat in at Popeyes. No one else eats in at Popeyes. <laughs> then it's then you won't expose him to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only plan. Consistently eat. Or Baker Square. I don't think anybody Long-trons. goes to Baker Square. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no, so here's the thing is that like I'm, I'm a bit on the fence of this because I hate ultimatums but like I also I think it's not un it's not un it's not wrong to be like hey man seriously we've talked about this and I find it embarrassing and so no I don't we're gonna eat in we have to order in Can like you do that? we're not going out because, like I just I can't do it and like I, I really true. I don't appreciate that you that you aren't even trying for me mm-hmm. yes uh, you married the man uh you're gonna have to deal with his crappy eating habits at home. I, I there's nothing you can do now. Yeah. You can uh, try to stifle your embarrassment going out and about, and yeah. you could tell him so. Like, look, man, I'm just I'm not gonna go out with you acting like yeah. this. You want I have to put up with this at the house of you scratching, farting, and then eating like a complete hoodlum. But like when we go out, I expect the rules <laughs> to change a little bit and for you to behave yourself. And if you're not even willing to do that, then I guess we're not going out. We're not going out. I, here, here's what I think. I, I think this is this woman's pride issue. If they're out. Let's say they're out with some friends. Everybody knows who Chuck is, right? Everybody knows Chuck's a slob. Yeah. yeah. And nobody's thinking, oh, it's Sally's fault. Right. They're just no. thinking Chuck's a slob. Right. I mean, that's just what it is. And, and, and so she needs to get over herself and, and just realize, guess what? I married a slob. I mean, I mean, you can do, you can have the conversation, try to improve. But if he doesn't want to, after 34 years, he doesn't want to. Yeah. He's not willing. He, he, he doesn't, it's not important to and him. And it doesn't reflect poorly on you. And, and that's, 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 a, that's too bad. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's poor on him, mm-hmm. but it's not my issue, you know, if I'm Sally. Right. I, 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 and I say that with a little context of, of I love my wife dearly, right? She chomps her gum so loud. <laughs> I, mean, I mean loud, yeah. right? I mean loud. Oh. Loud. Loud. <laughs> I mean, if she were here downstairs for oh. 
hallways down. I would hear it's her. It's peaking right? the DBs. You can pick it up. <laughs> and she has a habit every single night at a certain time. She'll get the gum out. And I see her walking. I'm like, oh, man. You can hear <laughs> the footsteps down the hall. And I said it Bonk. a few times. Like, man, you, can you really, like, can you tone this? Like, oh, my mom tried to get me to do this. I mean, like, she's like, I mean, she just does. And, and my, my daughter is in dental school. She's like, I can fix that someday. And I'll text her. Can you fix your mom, please? Right? Because <laughs> we'll hear about the gum chewing. <laughs> and every night at a certain time, she pulls out the gum. And, and, and it is literally like chalkboard fingernails every every and i will sit there i'll put my finger over my ear hoping that can kind of at least deafen it you know a little bit <laughs> but i've decided at a certain point i'm just not every night that's not the battle i'm gonna die on you, you know it's like i love my wife and and, and she's over there just enjoying that just gum having like, a big league chew oh, <laughs> and, 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 and you know what it I, I just suck it up i just suck it up because because i'm just not willing to ruin a relationship over gum yeah, you know, uh, and, and what about she what knows? If, she knows. What if it was a whole egg, Dan? If it was a like whole egg, eight thirty like, every <laughs> night. Your wife whole eggs. <laughs> I wouldn't look and I wouldn't know. Yeah, she purposely comes in and goes, "Hey, Dan." <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> this guy is a character. Now, just now take she knows her gum menu. limitations enough that in public she doesn't chew much. Because she knows she'll just start chomping. She just, just she just, it just does, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, and and so at least I'm not embarrassed. Uh, I don't know what I would do if she went out in public all the time, and we'd be she'd be, <laughs> you know. No, and, I'm with Dan. <laughs> That's true. Uh, here's the thing. Let's say that you're dating Teen Wolf. You you make sure that you're back home before the moon come out. Yeah, there right? you go. That's the thing. You know, Teen Wolf is gonna. He can't. He just. He's gonna wolf it up. My and wife so, pulls out the gun. Oh look, we gotta go. Eleven thirty. You go. Come on, we gotta go. It's home time. I think I think this man is Teen Wolf, right? You don't let him out in public if you don't have to. If someone happens to catch him wolfing out, you go, yeah, he does that. <laughs> right. I think I think Dan's point is a super salient one. Is that at thirty four years, uh, yeah, it's it's your pride. No one is blaming you. Every Dan's right. Everyone goes not chucking not chucking Nancy or gross. Nancy can join in with the friends, and everyone agrees that Chuck is gross. Yes. Uh, and Chuck's okay with being gross, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the deal. You you found a friend for life, all right? You you, you married yep. to Chuck. You're going to be with Chuck forever, and so it's not like you're on the hunt for someone else who is you're going to pull off because Chuck's gross. And so, like, your bed has been made. Figure out the most comfortable way to sleep in it and, and move on with your life. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. You're making this too big. Uh, okay. Uh, Wait, hold on. Just to refresh my memory. What was the other example beside that whole egg? <laughs> what was what was the other stuff? Uh, he smacks when he chews, makes gulping noises when he drinks liquids, <laughs> and stuffs huge like amount of food child. in his mouth at once. He's the ghost of Christmas present. Oh. He's just, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Something traumatic happened to this man when he was in junior high. Come in, man, and know me better. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Secular says, have you talked to him about this? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, if you have, sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. Oh, hand him a mirror or record a video of him eating so he can see for himself how unappealing he looks when he does this. If that doesn't persuade him to slow down and take smaller bites, consider putting less food on his plate before serving it. I yes, that's going to work. Uh, yeah. And will be one go in and go, we're out of food. <laughs> <laughs> I can't guarantee this will work, but it's worth a try. P.S. A whole egg? <laughs> Ouch. Now, hold on. Did he? Did he not peel it? He once swallowed a whole hard-boiled egg all at once and almost choked. Does I'm that sure mean he, he didn't it. take the shell off? I think ah, he, he took the shell it. off. Yeah, he had to have taken the shell off. Yeah. That's didn't ridiculous. You could say that. He doesn't take the shell off the eggs and eats them. Maybe that's just the thing you say. You know, like, yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. He eats eggshells like with the egg. <laughs> now that would be a whole new issue. Yeah, then we're in a different level. Yeah. It's like not taking the skin off a kiwi. What? You de-skin a kiwi? It's similar. No. I don't have time for that. I eat, I eat the skin, but yeah, every time I do it, people go, you're yucky. Do you eat those sunflower seeds whole, or do you break the shell out? And I, break the, I can't do it. Uh, you guys yeah. are getting married. There's something yeah, to find. Before you, before you get married, you should have this discussion, I yeah, guess. I would also are, say to the young couples out there. there, know, like, there we should put together a small questionnaire of stuff that you didn't think about. Yeah. From our years of giving out marital advice over the show, we should yeah. say, look, these are the five things you need to consider. You, you ever watch how do you eat eggs? Yeah. The Path Advice Book. Yeah. Life on the path, marriage advice. Mm. That would, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is an idea. That's Heavy a duty. hot seller. Yeah. Yeah. Business idea. Well, uh, so, uh, Send it over Jeff. If we uh, needed another way to lose money, this is definitely. The <laughs> 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 we haven't lost money for a while. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Actually, this was the first year that, that anything paid for itself. No, no kidding. Yeah, the show, the show was net net neutral this year. How did that happen? I did some side work on podcast, uh, 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 whatever, uh, uh, helping people podcast. The show didn't make it. No, money. no, we don't make you any money. You made money and then used it. I paid, paid for the website. Thing. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, net neutral this year, boys. All right. <laughs> well, well, last year. We're behind, I guess, already this year. Yeah, well, we only do a show once every month and a half. Yeah, so whatever. That shouldn't even cost us. <laughs> we should be sailing. Dan's right running away. the lights in here anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're listening to Live from the Path. I thank you guys for hanging out. It's good to be back in the studio. It's hot as all business in here, but you don't know that. I'm just sharing what it's like to be me. I had a meeting earlier. I turned the heat up and I forgot to turn it back down. Well, you trying to you trying to put the screws to somebody, Dan? Like uh, you turn the heat up and you put them in a chair and stuff? No, it's because it was cold down there. I thought, oh, oh they probably want to be more comfortable. That's far less try, exciting. Nice. Yeah, I proposed something a lot more like, did you bring the NIV translation in here? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I smelled it. <laughs> Is that gender neutral language? Um, <laughs> hey, you, <laughs> anyway, if you got some uh, complaints about the show, that seems totally right. Give us a call or a text five one five five one seven zero zero. Eight five, you can leave your impression, and if you hate the show and want to tell us that in an impression, I think that's double cool. So feel free to do that. Uh, anyway, we, we may or may not be here next week. I, I I like to think that we have good plans, but I I like the gray area. Yeah, let's leave it open ended. We might give you a ride to work or show up for a show next week. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to live from the path. <laughs>